Hey, thanks for checking out our show. If you like what you hear, we have tons of additional content at patreon.com slash the media lunch break. Well, I guess we're going to try this Welcome again. Welcome to the podcast where nothing ever goes wrong, everybody. Welcome to the podcast where we've been batting a thousand every episode, all the episodes. I feel like we should tell the people, Chris. I don't care if we tell them or not. I, I wanted, I had, I was going to redo some of my jokes because part of the fun is that you've never heard my jokes and I've never heard yours. And you think it's fun for me? It's No, it's fun for the audience. Oh, God. Oh, okay. <laughs> to, okay, okay. To hear us groan and suffer. Through each other. Yeah, but so yeah. We, uh, we recorded about three quarters of the episode last night. Yeah, we did. We got a good portion of it in, too. And uh, then it just bricked. So we're going to do this over again. I thought about redoing some of my jokes, but... Um, Fuck it. Who gives a shit? Did you write new jokes? I thought about it. I couldn't think of anything funnier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it helps. I also didn't write new jokes. I'm amazed you wrote any jokes. That's why I didn't <laughs> write new ones. I'm like, well, if I write one when I normally write zero, it technically counts as two. So therefore... I know. And honestly, it's such a fucking crime that it happened on an episode where you wrote a joke. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. So if we do it twice, then when I do a joke twice, it's like me doing it once as opposed to me doing it once, which really never counts as all. Chris, this sounds a lot like math, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm going to have to move on from it. Excellent. Excellent. Anyway, how have you been over the last 20 hours? It's been great. I've been great. I've been fantastic. Oh, you know what? I didn't mention the first time we were doing this that I want to make sure I mention this time. When this episode comes out, it is coming out on one of the biggest holidays of the year. Happy Prime Day, everyone. I hope you're all having fun out there. I hope you're all being safe. Okay. Drinking responsibly. (laughs) Prime responsibly. Okay. Don't prime while driving. Always prime with a friend. You know what I think was one of the worst PR decisions that I think a celebrity has ever made? Uh, There's a couple that come to mind for me, but I'm interested what you're thinking. When Optimus became a shill for Amazon, he sold out and now he's got that like bumper sticker. No, no, (laughs) no. That's how he got his name. Did you not know that? No. You didn't know that? No. Jeff Bezos, man. No, I will not. No, no. I say no to this joke. (laughs) He's working for big Amazon. At the same time, yes. Bezos has Optimus Prime in his pocket. It's a big pocket. Oh, my gosh. Can he transform within the pocket? <laughs> I think Jeff Bezos would die. Jeff Bezos will never die. He's He's been dead this whole time. He'll just be shot up into space. Yeah. And never come back. Interesting that Jeff Bezos made a giant dick that could go into space and didn't get on it himself. Wait, didn't he go on that? Oh, did he? I don't know. I just assumed. Did he come back? I, I, I don't know if he came back. I'm I just I'm pretty sure he went on it. I'm going to look this up. You think that in the billionaire's race to go to space, the space race, the billionaire space race, Bezos built a rocket. And when Elon Musk went into space, he went, now nah, stay down here. Of course not. He was on it. It was him and his brother. Is that true? And William Shatner, I think. This sounds like a dream you had. I know it's true, but it still sounds like a dream you had. It still sounds like a dream I had. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like his brother and William Shatner all went on a spaceship William Shatner together. were there. <laughs> sounds like a fever dream, like it a does. drug-induced coma. It really does. I know. I can't say these things out loud without sounding ridiculous. It was 11 minutes. Well, that's pretty good for Jeff Bezos' penis. So... <laughs> You know, I don't claim to have any kind of inside information other than what Optimus Prime has told me. How did you bring that back around? How did you do that? <laughs> it's a yeoman's job right there to do that. That, uh, was, that was well done. Yeah, it was well yeah. done. The worst thing is that Starscream is a Blue Lives Matter guy. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of the cop one. There's a cop car. I don't know his name. Oh, cares? That was good. It's probably yeah. fucking... It's probably no, fucking... No, this is going to be your... This is your Pokemon right here. <laughs> go for it. It's, uh, here you go. Canadian bacon. Ooh, actually, that'd be a great transformer. <laughs> They're a chef. Yeah, well, I right? was thinking a cop. Or a Mountie, really, yeah. I guess. Canadian police. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to think of a... a pigs in a blanket? Pig in a blanket? Mm-hmm. Is that a good name? Mm-hmm. Donut shop? You can just... <laughs> is he a donut shop? No, he's a cop. Just, just a guy? Just a guy, Yeah. He's a cop, but not like an elite force. Just a regular man. And they're like, wait a minute, what's your name? And he's like, my name's Donut Shop. And they're like, your mom named you Donut Shop? No, there's a, he's a transformer. Oh, he's a cop. 
but his name Donut Why Shop. Why would you be a cop if you're a Transformer? Why would you be anything if you're a Transformer? Why do you have to even... Tra- you're a gigantic robot the size of a building. Why do you have to transform into anything? There's nothing that can defeat you. Just be a robot. Should put a Punisher sticker on his... <laughs> Oh, where is this conversation going? I don't know, man. The last one, here's the thing. The last one we recorded that no one will ever hear Uh had some great stuff about Elmo being a climate change denier. That's true. That's right. I couldn't even remember how we got into that. (laughs) Cookie Monster, I think, was some kind of drug addict or something. Mm. But yeah, it was pretty Mm. good, man. There was some good stuff on there. No one will ever hear it. It was a good practice run. It was a good practice run. Yeah. And now for the real thing. I'm tired. You want to go take a nap? I took a nap earlier. Really? How'd yeah. it go? It was fucking incredible. Yeah? I was just so angry about yesterday. I took an anger nap. You slept. You were like, I'm so angry. I'm going to fall asleep right now. I literally, I tried until like one in the morning last night and then woke up at six today and started trying it again. Yeah. Trying to recover these files and figure it yeah. out. and. And I felt bad because you you were like, let's it bricked. And then we got up and you were like, uh, just do, like kill some time. I'm going to keep working over here and see if we can get back on. And I was like, OK. And then I went to bed and I didn't tell you. I was just like, <laughs> I, I didn't tell you. I'm like, I'm giving up on this. I just went to bed. And then you texted me and you were luckily like, why don't we uh, wait until tomorrow? We'll redo this again. And I found that <laughs> at eight o'clock this morning. And I was like, good idea. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah, I was fast asleep when you sent I me that text already. I wondered if you were going to think that I texted you in the morning and was asking you to record tomorrow as of today. It wouldn't. I mean, you could. It doesn't matter. I'm not doing. The kids are gone. Sarah's gone right now. So I could. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Are you having a party? Of one. You know what I'm saying? No. See this corner? No, I'm not going to do that joke again. Damn it. They don't understand that joke. It doesn't matter. That joke is just for you. <sighs> if they don't understand it, it doesn't matter. That joke is just for you. Just know that's a joke you, the listener, will never understand. And you're going to have to live with that because life is full of disappointment. That's the theme of this episode. We were joking that Chris beat off in every corner of his house. <sighs> Why do you have to ruin it for everyone? Welcome to the Media Lunch Break, bringing you all of your comic geek and movie news all in the time it takes to eat a good sandwich, and then all in the time it takes to eat a good sandwich. See, because I did it twice, because we did it twice. See what I'm doing there? It's a meta. It's, it's, it's meta. It's meta. Think about it. We were talking about Jeff Bezos, not Zuckerberg. Fair enough. <laughs> my name is Chris Trebo. Alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Andrew Dunsay. Hello, Andrew. I'm pretty sure that the reason my computer bricked was because it overheated last uh-huh. night because it was like a million degrees. Uh-huh. And so uh, I just left the air conditioner running in the room that I recorded all night. All damn. All the ding dang day. From last night until 10 minutes ago. So hopefully. Yeah. This is yeah. going to be okay. I was wondering that when you were like, hey, we could do this again pretty much any time. And it was like, it's still fucking hot out in the middle yeah. of the day, too. Let's see this. Who knows? Yeah. But whatever. You know what? Let's let's go on with this. Uh, Andrew, guess what? Guess what today is? Well, first, we should probably uh, mention some sad news. Oh, let's because, do this. Because uh, Alan, yes, Alan, Alan, Alan Alden not Alan has not died yet. You know what? Do you want to record? Well, here's what we we should do. Instead of instead of taking this portion out or anything like that or correcting ourselves, let's record the portion where Alan Alda dies. We'll hold on to it until next week. Until the next time. Until next week. Wow, you son of a bitch! That is that man is a national treasure, you asshole. I know. And, and he's uh, also very old. He is. Uh, we'll wait till Alan Alda dies, and then we could just insert it here. And our job is already done. How about that? Do you want to do that? Nope. Okay. Alan Arkin. Has passed at the ripe old age of 89 years. Yes. Uh, he was a very funny man, and uh, we owe him a great amount of gratitude, a great debt for being. Uh, yeah, so f- we. So, Alan Alda, here's the thing. First of all, he's obviously. Did you say Alan Alda? Did I? I think Who can so. tell anymore? <laughs> you started this. This is your fault. This is you. I was going to do it seamlessly, and then you put Alan Alda in my head. I swear, last night we recorded such a beautiful tribute to this man. I've been Alda'd right now. 
This is a version of Inception where everything you think now is Alan Alda. Son of a bitch. Alan Arkin. Well, uh, you know what, though? Also, Alan Alda, also great in everything he's ever been in. That's so true. let's be honest. Okay. Um, Alan Arkin, he's fantastic. I, he's one of those guys that, like, even in a bad movie, if Alan Arkin is in it, you're like, well, I can at least watch it for his scenes because he's going to be gold. He is just yeah. like perfect in everything he does. He has that just dry, monotone wit. He's also one of those performers. He's just comedically so on point that you don't know what was in a script and he just made it sing and what he just made up off of his dome. Yeah. Like he's perfect in that sort of way. He also really found his niche as a character actor. Yeah, he did. He really did. And he it's yeah, he is beloved. He's famous. He can hold the lead in a movie, but he is a character actor. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's fascinating. I was just thinking about that, that like, you know, we've gotten to this point recently where these people who have been character actors and sort of the the side characters, the best friends or whatever, are now starting to sort of be more of a household name, right. like Tim Blake Nelson, John right. Turturro, right. right? These guys who were very, very good actors, but had never been considered leads before are now being leads. Right. And Alan Arkin was one of those who like, he kind of somehow managed to do both in a time where that wasn't usually the case. Yeah. I mean, that's, it, it really speaks to his talent and his, again, that ability on screen to just kind of like capture your attention. And I think also his ability to market himself. Yeah. 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 He was a good businessman yeah. in this uh, industry. Yeah. People don't really realize this, but not only was he an incredible star and an incredible performer, he was one of the first people in Second City. I mean, before, and this is Second City before what we think of Second City today, right? We always, everybody always thinks of Second City in Chicago or Toronto as starting around like the Del Close era and, and you got Belushi and you got Aykroyd, you got John Candy, you got Bill Murray, you got people like that. This, he is before that, but we don't get any of those people without someone like Alan Arkin. Yeah. We don't get, you know, he was there with, I think it was, and I want to say that the original name was the Compass Players, something like that. But it was, if I remember right, it was like him, Fred Willard, Ed Asner, I think Mike Nichols was in there possibly as well. All the grandfathers of comedy. The grandfathers of comedy, yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. But the idea that like, you know, people are like, oh, Alan Arkin was fantastic and he was great in every movie. And, he, you know, he finally won the Oscar for Little Miss Sunshine and everything. And that's 100 percent true. But he actually has a bigger place in comedy than I think people realize. Like this is one of those bigger deals that he's gone than people actually know because of being a founding member of such an institution that later on would then kind of reverberate and give us these incredible performers. He was a working actor, man. He would be in a lot of stuff yeah. and good in everything. One of my favorites in recent memories, Argo. I love yeah, Argo. A good one. And God, every time every, I, I will literally just in the middle of no, I'm washing dishes and I'll just go like, I ah, go fuck yourself. Yeah. And it's one of the, again, it's one of those lines. I don't know if he improvised it. Right. I don't know if it's scripted. He, just, he seems like one of those actors who, who can rattle off gold. Right. Every line of dialogue that he says feels like he's making it up on the spot. And that can't be the case. No, it can't be every single line. Yeah. But like, is it a hundred percent? Is it zero percent? Is yeah. it 50 percent? Who knows? So like, who knows if that line was written by a writer or if he just came up with it on the spot? Yeah, because it, it, it appears later on in the film. But I, I can right. fully see the idea. And like I said, I think that's one of the reasons I think it's scripted. I think because it appears later on in the film, but it's also feasible that he improvised that line. And then Affleck was like, oh, my God, that's a great line. We're going to call this back later on in the film. But it becomes this like tying moment for all of the characters. But it's just so brilliant. I didn't realize as well. He was nominated for an Oscar for for that. that. Yeah, because he's great. uh, And and it's kind of surprising only because it feels like one of those performances that is 
so under the radar and so casual for him to, uh, in his performance that, you know, it doesn't look like he's trying. Exactly. You know, well, and that's part of his niche that we were talking about. Right. It's like yeah. that's his style. That's his thing is. Yeah. He's just a guy who rolls out on stage and gives you the performance. He's not reaching for anything. It's never difficult. Yeah. It's not pathos or, you know, it's not him pouring something yeah. in. It's just there. It's just honest. It's just honest. And he's just sitting there, you know, to bring up Argo again. And believe me, he has plenty of other fantastic performances. You know, he goes from that Argo fuck yourself scene, but he also has this tremendous moment of talking about how like his daughter won't talk to him because he's a fuck up parent because he was a, a movie producer his whole life. And that was his life. And it's not there's no fake tears. There's not choking back. It's just him saying lines. It's just him talking about and you but you feel how tragic this guy's life is despite all of his success because he's just so comfortable in it. He's just like, you know, the fact that he's kind of come to terms with it is almost tragic in and of itself that he is just able to just like, yeah, I fucked that up. And you're like, God, that feels bad. Yeah. He started acting at the age of 10. Yeah. And was actually eventually was taught by like a guy who had been taught directly by Konstantin Stanislavski, which for anyone who isn't like deep in the, the weeds of acting was the guy who literally wrote the, the book, book on, on acting. acting like yeah. an, an actor prepares is what every single college acting class right. gives you to read. And uh, it was written by Stanislavski. So this guy was sort of like third generation of right. modern actors, which shows. And, and Stanislavski's thing as well was like earnestness, genuine, like you, you, you don't want to fake it. You want to just be just, just do be. it from wherever you are. And if it's not what you think it is, that's OK. Like if you're yeah. laughing and the scene is sad, maybe that's just what it is. You know, that's yeah, there's a reason. Behind and you that. do what you can to motivate the your emotions to make them honest and to sort of try to guide them. But for the most part, it's like just do it from wherever you are. And especially it, it works great with film because it's like, well, if you got a weird take, you just don't use that. Yep. You know, you do it again and yeah, try yeah. something different. Yeah, you adjust. He won an Oscar for Little Miss Sunshine, which I have not seen. I've seen it, but it's been a long time since I've seen it, and I should rewatch it. He was nominated for The Russians Are Coming, The Russians Are Coming, which is uh, it was his sort of breakout role. I didn't realize he wasn't nominated for Catch-22. That's probably the first thing I ever saw him in. Yeah, was it, I think he was also nominated for, uh, what was it, with Audrey Hepburn as well. The Heart is a Lonely Hunter. Mm, that's not the one I'm thinking of, but I... No, nope, but, but that's it. <laughs> wait until dark. That's what I'm trying to think of. Nope. Which is surprising that uh, a wing till dark is another. I haven't seen it, but I, I, everyone's been talking about it, obviously, since he passed, because it's one of his his more interesting performances, which is kind of it's it's kind of like off for him. He plays a bad guy in it. He plays a, a villain in it, but it's supposed to be terrifying. He wasn't nominated for any awards for that. No, I know, which is kind of surprising. But yeah, I mean, this guy was like, again, go watch any Alan Arkin film and then pair it with any Alan Alda film and have him go just go toe to toe. <laughs> Do you think Alan Alda killed him? Because he's sick of the two getting yeah, mixed up getting together. Mixed up, yeah. No, I cause I feel like I mean you gotta assume that at one point in their career they were getting called in by accident for the same thing. Like, yeah. you know, I gotta assume Alan Alda at least one time in his life walked into a room ready to go for a job and they're like, uh Alda Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go with this. I think it was, uh, is it Ian McKellen who said that he asked Michael Gambon if he ever gets photos of Ian McKellen to sign because he's like, I get photos of you all the time and people ask me to sign them. Yeah. And Michael Gambon was like, oh, I get photos of you every day. Somebody hands me a photo of Gandalf because they think that I'm Gandalf. And he was like, well, what do you do? And he was like, oh, I just sign your name. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> so I wonder if uh, Alan Alda and Arkin, that seems like something they would do as well. The, uh, the only problem is they don't look anything alike. I mean, I would say Michael Gambon doesn't look like Ian McKellen. No, but if you showed a stupid person a picture of Gandalf they could totally I could see them thinking it's Dumbledore yeah it's wizards true. hats beards but I would argue that about Alda and Arkin as well like which one like if I showed you a picture of Alan Alda now and Alan Arkin now and showed you a picture of Alan Arkin from Catch 22 mm -hmm. you'd be like oh uh I don't know I could, could be either no because what I they well one is I mean, is he bald in Catch-22? He's not bald in that, is he? It does not look anything like him. No, but I, 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 I know what... The other thing is I know what Alan Alda looked like. Basically, if you, 
I, I look if I, I know what Alan Alda looks like in MASH. So I'm like, well, that's not that's not Alan Alda from MASH. So it's got to be Alan Arkin. Sure. Process of elimination. OK, but someone else our age. Yeah, sure. They're idiots. Like a normal person who wouldn't watch MASH because they had like a healthy relationship with their parents growing up. Do people have those? <laughs> Sometimes. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. I don't understand. That and the only even... reason I watched it is because Jamie Farr was from Ohio. Oh. <laughs> I think maybe Toledo. Oh. Is he still alive? Is he still alive? Oh, no, he died. Did he? Oh, no, that was Alan Arkin. N- Alan Alda? No, he's still alive, I think. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. I started searching Jamie to look up Jamie Farr, and the first thing it autofilled was Jamie Arkin. What? Is that one of his sons? Is that his daughter? Or daughter? It's a woman. Okay, so daughter. It's a Syracuse University student. Okay, well, maybe we should end this part right now. <laughs> this becomes a whole different kind of show after this, so... Is Jamie Farr alive? There you go. Oh my god, he's terrifically old. Well, define the age that is considered terrifically old. Also, we haven't started the show yet. <laughs> That's a good point. I'm just going to send you this picture, and this is what I define as terrifically old. Oh my gosh, that is terrifically old. Wow, that is it. You are correct in that. There you go. Andrew, what? guess what? Jesus Christ. It is the best damn day of the week, Andrew. Oh, it's Prime Day? It is Prime Day, everybody. Yay! Prime responsibly. Yeah. It's the Tuesday News Day, everybody. Would you call this an optimal prime? We're not doing this again. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't you. Don't you try and suck me into your hellhole. But yes, I would. Um, uh, so uh, it is It is Tuesday News Day, everybody. I got a little news. You got a little news? I Yeah, I got a little news. Okay, here, this is the thing. In the deleted episode, I started first. And That's I think true. that cursed us because you're supposed to start first. And maybe your computer knew it and threw a little bit of a hissy fit. Yeah. And was like, well, fuck this then. Yeah. And then bricked. So would you like to start us off today? I would love to. Chris. It's time for everyone's favorite segment. Every day I wake up and there's Adam Driver news. <laughs> I feel like every time I do that, I get a little more feral. Yeah. The problem is every time you do it, it, it you become a little more of Adam Driver. Like a little, you do it and then you eventually you're going to do it one time and you're never not going to be able to go back from that voice. And it's just going to be that forever. Anyway, uh, Adam Driver reportedly priced himself out of playing Reed Richards in the upcoming MCU film version of the Fantastic Four. So that's a thing. Evidently, the studio went to him and they were like, hey, we'll give you this much money to be in this. And he said, OK, but what about a more money? More money. <laughs> I, I, I hear your number, but let me do, I just yeah. want to let me go into my numbers book here. Let me just Yeah, see. they were like, this is actually perfect. Can I see it for a second? He takes out a pen and adds a zero. And he's like, yeah, I agree to yeah, this. Great. Yeah, thank you very much. It. Yeah. And they're like, wait a minute, Adam, did you add a zero to this? And he's like, no. He's like, yeah. Oh, you know what? I did. He's okay, like, every me, day someone accuses me of adding a zero to a number. Let me see. Can I see that piece of paper again? Let me just see. And he just adds another zero. Under the hands of <laughs> and they're like, did you add another zero? And he's like, you know what? I did. Let me let me correct that. Hold on a second. And he just keeps adding zeros every yeah, time. And then eventually Kevin Feige gets it back and he's like, I know what we can do here. And he puts a decimal place before two of the zeros. Yeah, there we go. Yes. <laughs> and then Adam Driver adds a one. It's like a game of Connect Four. It's very strange. Yeah, it's a whole but thing. eventually, uh, evidently, that ended up making it so that uh, he he they were like, eh, fuck this. We can get somebody else for less money. And, and uh, that's probably true. That is true. I'm available. So <laughs> there's that. Yeah. And Chris will do it for 20 bucks and a ham sandwich. Oh, my gosh. Would I ever? You don't even have to put cheese on that motherfucker. You know what? Um, I'll make the ham sandwich for Kevin Feige. <laughs> there you go. Listen, he's already been through this once with Star Wars, so he knows the deal. Sure. You know, and, and I think that's the thing is that normally Marvel gets people who are just on the cusp of a thing. Like they're not A-list. They're like B plus list or they were previously a list and then yes. they got addicted to drugs yes <laughs> hmm. Hmm. interesting like chris evans oh yes that's who we were talking about i couldn't quite mark tell ruffalo. Yeah. yeah that junkie mark ruffalo it's gonna come out he's in rehab by the time this episode comes out i'm gonna look like a real dickhead um but uh yeah i think he's like listen i went through and all of his people are like we went through this with star wars we know we're not stupid we know the deal with this because it's not just you got to remember with things like this it's not just the movie this is also what kind of drove ben affleck from being batman it's not just the movie and it's not even the movie and then the sequel it's that for the rest of your life people are going to be up your ass about playing this one character 
forever. Like if they make one Fantastic Four movie with Adam Driver and it's bad, every interview for the rest of his life is still going to be like, so uh, what are the chances? I hear uh, there's a new Ventures coming out. Is there any chance that Reed Richards is going to make an appearance? Forever. And it's like, if you're going to pay, if you're, if I'm going to be in this movie, that's one thing. Cause also it's a pain in the ass to be in Marvel movies. It is. You, you know, even if you're a nerd like Reed Richards, you're going to have to work out and you're going to have to eat nothing but boiled chicken every two hours for six yeah. months. Well, straight. he's going to have to stay really skinny his whole yeah. life. Like you can't even get like jacked, like at least right. like, you know, Chris Evans can eat a lot yeah. because he's burning it off. Right. Whereas like someone playing Reed Richards is going to just have to eat like 10 saltine crackers a day and that's it. Right. Right. And he's listen, I've, you know, even from when he was on girls, he was pretty, he was in the military. He, he has a workout yeah. regimen and everything, but he's got to make, you know, well, and we've seen him without his shirt in star Wars. The dude is shaped like a barrel. Oh, that's true. That's true. Uh, but it's like, yeah, he, you know, he's got to maintain that forever. And then you shoot the movie and then, you got to do press for the movie and then the movie comes out and you think you can go shoot another movie. And then even if you do have time in between Fantastic Four 2 or Avengers Kang question mark or whatever, (laughs) you have to do like every interview for the movie that you're that you're promoting. Then every the tail end of that interview is going to be so when are we going to see Reed Richards next you know what I mean like it's yeah. always that and it's just a pain in the ass that you have to develop some sort of answer for this well, and even beyond that we know for a fact that like it's not going to be one movie it's not going to be two movies it's going to be fucking 12 of them and it's agreeing to do a single movie for Marvel is a lot like agreeing to work 30 years at a company towards a pension you need to know that the pension is going to be worth it to you yes, if you're going to do that 100% and, and that's the thing and usually they will get people who are not at Adam Driver's level yet. Adam Driver already has Star Wars. He has a franchise under his belt. He's been through that system. He's probably the biggest a. He if he came on to the MCU, he's probably the biggest a lister at introduction. I, th- I would agree with that. Like yeah. probably the most high profile win cast. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I I would agree with that. Paul Rudd maybe. And now that I'm thinking of it, like. Almost Zoe Saldana because she had just come off of Star Trek, but she's still yeah, but not she like she still wasn't. She has never been like like Margot Robbie level. No, but I'm saying like she went from like one giant franchise movie into another giant franchise movie. So at least people knew her like her face. Yeah, they're like, oh, she oh from Star Trek. Like she's been right. But like Paul Rudd is the only one that was like kind of a name when he got. On to on to Ant Man, and honestly, is still probably mostly known better for things other than Ant Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's the only one, but like everyone else, you know, Chris Pratt was on Parks and Rec, but he's a t- they're they'll take a TV star and make them into a movie star. Well, they take people; they're very good at taking people who are very very well known in a sort of cult classic kind right, of way. Right. Like there was a group of people who were like, "Dude, Chris Pratt is fucking fantastic." Yes. But it was a pretty small group of people right. but all of them agreed like this dude is amazing right and they found that little club of people and they were like hey let's listen to these people yeah and then they or they saw the same thing that those people saw yeah and then they worked with this guy to get in shape and turn yeah. him into fucking star lord yeah i mean if you look at even look if you even if you look at the original avengers uh, you know what actually this is a weird mark ruffalo may beat paul rudd i don't but think he so. came in like after having like he wasn't. I had never heard of Mark Ruffalo oh, when really? he was cast. Yeah. Oh, okay. But I'm like, if you look at, like, even if you look at the Avengers lineup, mm-hmm. Chris Evans had been the Human Torch in the bad Fantastic Four movies. <laughs> but he have, was I'm like, sorry, Chris, you're going to have to be more specific. It's true. And no, I don't. And <laughs> two out of three of them. So it's a majority of them. Yeah. He had been the Human Torch. So he had like been in big movies, but he wasn't a household name, but you could feel. Yeah, he was in that like not another teen movie, I think also. But you could feel he was like on his way. He was he was like coming up. Yeah, but well, that's exactly. And he he and Zoe Saldana even were not the big lead stars in big popular films. And that's what I mean. Like, you know, you got Captain America. He was on his way. Marvel just like took him, pushed him over the edge. Yeah. Chris Hemsworth. And that's how he died. 
and that's how he just died. Pushed him straight over the over edge. the edge. Uh, Chris Hemsworth, like, had been again also in Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Made a, had one really really good scene that made a mark. Yeah, ha- it did Cabin in the Woods, which hadn't come out yet, but if it had, mm-hmm. probably would have helped as well. But they just pushed him over the edge. Jeremy yeah. Renner was like an indie film guy who had gotten two Oscar nominations, so he was pretty mm-hmm. big, but not like. You know, known in the community, but not a household name. ScarJo was in that Bill Murray movie. ScarJo was in that Bill. I, you know what? I guess Scarlett Johansson might have been. Kinda. She still wasn't on the level that Adam Driver is now. But that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like that. Yeah, at, at that Adam Driver is now. So it's like they're all kind of like right on the precipice. Adam Driver is well over this. Like yes. Adam Driver does not need this yeah. whatsoever. Marvel normally gets people who have just like nestled into the catapult. Yep. And are just waiting for it to go off. And then Kevin Feige comes around with a pair of scissors and it's just like snip and they get flung into space. They they are very good at finding the people that like at any point like, like Chris Evans is an, is a great example to me of this like at any point any studio could have put him into something and made him a star yeah it took Kevin Feige is really good like like you said they nestle themselves in the little star catapult and they're like I'm ready to go and they're just waiting for anyone to come by and Kevin Feige is like oh fuck someone's in the catapult and he just runs over <laughs> just and dies. he pushes Sony out of the way and he kicks Universal in the nuts and then he pulls the lever and then they launch themselves into stardom yeah this uh so this news, by the way, about Adam Driver pricing himself out comes from Jeff Snyder on the latest episode of the Hot Mike podcast. And he says that's the reason things didn't work out. And he has a reliable yeah. inside source or whatever that says that. Yeah. There's also a rumor, though, that it may have something to do with the fact that Margot Robbie said she didn't want to do it. So rather than be a dick and say, well, I'm not going to do it if she's not going to do it. He intentionally kind of priced himself out. But that is basically speculation at this point. Uh, there there wasn't like an inside scoop on that or anything. Yeah, I mean, he might have been like, well, you know, I, I, I wanted to work with her or he honestly, if it was me, I'd be like, listen, if I'm going to be in this thing and go through this headache, you better give me somebody else I got to sit next to uh, the, and go through this headache as well. And if when she's out, he's like, well, I don't want to deal with this alone. You know what I mean? I got to yeah. do all the heavy lifting on this one. Thanks. No, thanks. I also want to say this might be an unpopular opinion. Uh-huh. I might get canceled for this. Ooh, here we go. I think uh-huh. this is for the best. Yeah. I think Adam Driver is a fine choice for Reed Richards, mm-hmm. but I think he's kind of a weaker choice. Like not, not weak, but like right in the middle. Yeah. Like, yeah, he'll do a fine job. He'll say the lines without bumping into the furniture and he kind of looks the part and he's a good actor. Yeah. I think he could pull it off, but I think there is somebody who we don't know who is probably better for this role. Yes. Who will cost them a fraction of the price. <laughs> yes, I agree. And we kind of talked about this when his when the rumor of his casting had started. Yeah. Marvel does do this. They take those people that are sitting in the catapult and make them into stars. And that's part of the fun. Right. Is kind of the off the beaten path cast. Even when it's a big star in a smaller role. That's part of the fun is the off the beaten path casting. And Adam Driver for this, when I heard this, I was like, yeah, that fits almost perfect. Like I can there's nothing about his performance that's going to surprise me. He's going to be great. He's going to be absolutely amazing. But I'm going to watch the whole film go. Yeah, of course, he's amazing. He's Adam Driver. Right. Like, I, I know exactly. There's no surprise he, in that. There's no surprise by like, he's not Whereas a revelation. somebody like Chris Pratt being Star-Lord. You're like, Jesus. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> even to evoke a name that we probably won't hear for very much long. But even like a Jonathan Majors. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like, bring him up, he yeah. comes on as Kang and everyone's like, who the fuck was that guy? Right. You know, either in Loki or in or in Quantumania. Yeah. Everyone, you know, he comes on screen. And you're like, Jesus Christ, that guy's yeah, really sure. doing it. And and it's a surprise. Yeah. And that's part of the fun of watching these movies. Even uh, someone like, you know, the, there was a rumor for a while that Dev Patel would be playing Reed Richards or was going to be offered the role. He's a great choice as well. And he's more more of a B. I, I'm hesitant. He's like a B plus, right? Yeah, I was Level. just going to say the same thing. He has an Oscar nomination. He's been in stuff. Yeah. He he actually has movies that he's been the lead of, you know, that also get like right. really good reviews. But he's not quite a household name. Yeah, he's a household face, I would say. Yeah. You well, know what I mean? Definitely like, like anyone who claims to be a fan of movies would know him. 
Right. But probably not like Joe Schmo living in Idaho. No, or but uh, like I think he, I think it's big enough that if I went to Joe Schmo living in Idaho and I showed him a picture of Deb Patel, he uh, there's at least one thing that Joe Schmo could go. Oh, he's that guy I saw. in. Yeah, I was going to say you might have to remind them of the movies he was in, because I feel like most of America is racist enough to be like, oh, he was in the live action Aladdin. Right. No, but I think he, <laughs> I think he's done enough either on TV or in movies that they would go. Oh, yeah, the guy from. Um, something you know what I mean like yeah oh, the I guy am, from or, the live action avatar movie or I saw him in something you know what I yeah. mean he's a face that people will recognize but he will they will have no idea what his name is yeah, yeah, yeah. but he would be great actually I know I was actually kind of hoping for that actually, one that's well now that Adam drive is out maybe that's who it I is know. I know but I posted it on Facebook a while ago and a bunch of people were disagreeing with me and I was like nah I think he'd no. be really good I think he he's the best like again I don't think he's I think he's a good enough actor that, and it's kind of on the nose of like, uh, he also is kind of a nerdy guy. So he fits perfectly into that. There's not a surprise there, but he'd be great. The other thing too is like you said, part of the fun is I want the MCU. I want Marvel. I want Kevin Feige to prove me the fuck wrong. Right. I want it. Like it's happened so many times now where I've been like the fucking drug addict is going to play Tony Stark. Really? The fat guy from parks and rec, really this unknown Australian dude who had one scene in star Trek is going to play Thor. Really? Really, you know, and every time I'm like, well, guess I'll just go fuck myself over here. Yep, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, I, yeah. And I think this finally gives them the opportunity to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I'll, you know what? Actually, let me ask you a question. Uh, do you want to go to Comic-Con with me? Uh, sh- uh, I feel like this is a trick question. What do I have to do? Uh, well, we could actually do a panel. Do you want to do a panel with me? Panel on what? Doesn't matter, honestly, because uh, San Diego. Do, wait, 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 wait. Go ahead. Do I have to do it with you? No, actually, actually, we'll split the time. Okay. We can do I'll do a, I'll do a panel. And then you can do a separate panel. I'll do a panel on how Optimus Prime is uh, in the pocket of Jeff Bezos. That's actually fine. You know what? At this point, the San Diego Comic-Con will probably take that because it turns out no one is fucking going to the San Diego Comic-Con. It came out. Here's the following. The following studios are not going to be showing up. Ready? Marvel, Netflix, HBO, Universal. And this one, I think, is the real kick in the nuts, Andrew. Sony. Although Sony uh, is probably just doing it because it's cooler. Older brother Marvel said it's too cool to do it. And so now it also wants to look cool. So I, uh, yeah, they're all skipping Hall H. Well, Sony's having a real hard time anyway, right? Like, I mean, other than Craven, which is going to win all the Oscars. Of course. But like the El Muerto movie was like off the docket and And it was on the docket, but with a different actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they're struggling. They're riding the struggle bus right now. Other than across the Spider-Verse. Although even that, after that came out, everyone was like, wow, this is really good. Good job, Sony. And they couldn't help but like trip and fall over their own success because then all the CGI like VFX people came out and were like, yeah, we nearly died. (laughs) My family is dead. My children died of old age (laughs) while I worked on this one movie. I nearly died, but they wouldn't allow me to die. So I got addicted to to drugs while working on this uh, so badly that now I'm in the Marvel movie coming up. So, you know, (laughs) I'm the new Tony Stark. Look, is there some of this that is attributed to the writer strike and everything getting delayed? Yes. Sure. That being said, keep striking writers. Okay, just keep striking. You deserve every penny that you can get. We will have no problem finding things to talk about. Yep. We will fill that time at Hall H and on this podcast. No problem. I think that after Craven comes out, I'll be able to talk about that for like seven hours straight. Oh, easily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's partially because of the writer's strike, because when there's nothing going on and everything gets delayed and you don't know when this is going to end, you can't really have a Hall H panel and talk about all the new cool new stuff coming out. Yeah. Okay? Well, and you have nothing to show as well, right? Like over the past few months, you could have been filming and assembling a trailer, but like you have no footage. Because the script's not done. But also, half of these guys have their own cons at this point. Yeah. You know, Warner Brothers has 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 fandom. Disney has D23, which takes off Marvel. It takes off Disney. It takes off Lucasfilm. It takes off Fox. In some ways, it partially also takes off Sony as well. Because when they share characters like Spider-Man. Sure. Like, it takes stuff away. So... There's no point to this anymore. And, I, and I'm kind of questioning, you know, they I was looking through. So actually, just before we got on the mic, let me find it. They did announce like all the, the Comic-Con schedule for San Diego. Oh, OK. And I was just I was just going through 
the Hall H. Oh, look at that. It just says ones. error 404. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going through the ones that are just for Hall H, which is yeah. the big hall, the main yeah. thing where all the things You get, should, get. in theory, look at that and go, oh, I want to go to all of these. On one of them, Paramount is going and they have the, the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Is Wait, when's that coming out? Uh, that I is, thought it was like already out no it hasn't come out yet i think it comes out in august maybe the end of july all right i I like that that one's pretty good right but then we're gonna go with india uh uh, something for project k inside india's history making sci-fi epic never heard of it so it's an indian movie yep there is okay there's marvel's spider-man 2 oh so they're talking about the video the new video game right uh symbiotic relationship so that's gonna be like a a, like a venom themed panel towards the new video game which is cool right uh see how i'm scrolling a lot wait what's this is like a director's round table with uh david leach the director of deadpool 2 gareth edwards and Justin Simeon, who directed uh, the upcoming coming Haunted Mansion. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, I guess. All right. And then a Walking Dead panel. There's always a Walking Dead panel. Yes. 50 years after the Walking Dead is canceled, there'll be a Walking Dead panel. And then a panel of actors discuss the thrill of playing iconic characters. They don't even have any who the actors are listed. And that's it. Wow. So like those are cool sounding panels. Don't get me wrong. But some of those panels, no knock to anyone involved in those panels, don't feel like the kind of Hall H panel that usually we see. I mean, Hall H in the past has had the announcement of the of like the Marvel timeline for the next like three years. You know what I mean? It, yeah. it gets the big movie trailers, it gets like full screenings sometimes. So the, the surprise screening, things like that. These are not necessary for a lot of these studios to go to because they have their own con. Like, is this kind of a, all right, let me ask you that. Is this a dying art form is really what I'm saying. Art form, <laughs> the comic convention. <laughs> is, is this a dying industry? I was guess. it? Okay. I was going to say, was it ever an art form? Uh, man, it's about as, like needlessly expensive as art tends to be. Yeah, that's true. Uh, here's yeah. Here's the thing. I I I feel like there's a fork in the road right now for right. especially for like read pop conventions like your San Diego Comic Con, your New York Comic Con, right. your Emerald City Comic Con, the right. big ones where it's getting very hard to justify spending four like three to four hundred dollars for a weekend pass. Yep. To go see what chris evans talk about his new house or some shit yeah which is real estate with chris evans (laughs) he's like yeah it's got a pool in the backyard which is hard to clean but you know i do what i can Uh, yeah yeah there's a you know what's really cool i got a movie theater downstairs how cool is that here i i hear let me show you on the screen look at that look at that you see that garage two cars (laughs) and you know what Two Cokes also for everybody here. Whoa! <laughs> and he's like, suck it, promo. <laughs> anyway. The, and you hear a guy in the back just going like, fuck you, Evans! <laughs> Please, he wouldn't pay enough money to that's go to true, that. That's true, yeah, he's not going to pay for a ticket to Comic-Con. Too yeah, expensive. he hates uh, comic book movies, but... <laughs> Yeah, it's getting very hard to justify that, especially if you live outside of the area. You got to pay for transportation. You got to pay for hotels, hotels you know, any yeah. kind of, you know, taxi to and from the food there, because it's not like you're, you can go home and just make something. You're eating at Chipotle every day. Yeah, it's a vacation. Know? But it's a vacation to do what? To listen to fucking Steven Dorff talk about his life or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's very hard to justify that. So here's the fork in the road. Yeah, they can either keep trying to get these A-listers if they're super greedy and keep trying to get people who they think will get people to shell out more money and make it worth their their time and their energy and their their funding for this, their hard-earned money. Or mm-hmm. they can start moving it in another direction, say, I don't know, maybe like maybe they could turn it into more like something like a comic convention. Mm. If only mm. there was something, maybe they could even change the name to like San Diego I don't know, Comic Con or something like that. Interesting. Yeah, it'd be a whole rebranding thing. It'd be hard to do, but they could yeah. hire somebody. I see what you're saying. But you could still get some of those people. You know, you could maybe get like a Charlie Cox 
is not like a, yeah. you know he's not a Chris Evans, but he's he's a he's Daredevil, you he's know. Good. He's a draw yeah. for that crowd. He's a draw. Yeah, and yeah. you know maybe even a um, who played She Hulk? What's her face? Oh my God, Tatiana, Tatiana Maslany. Yeah, yeah, I almost said Tatiana Lee, and I'm like, nope, that's a boxer. <laughs> Different person. Different person. But uh, yeah, you know, or like it's people like that, and also you get these big sort of the people in the industry and comic books, and maybe even some like independent filmmakers because we we've talked about this that. I think my favorite panel that I have ever gone to was the Brian K. Vaughn spotlight where yeah. he announced that Saga was going to kick back up again. Yeah. It, I just had so much joy. And he gave out like signed comic covers that were signed by him and Fiona App, Fiona Staples. <laughs> Not, not Fiona Apple. What is wrong killing with it. us and names we, today? We are killing They it were also today. signed by all, Alan Alda Arkin. Yep. Uh, it doesn't matter. Both. Yeah. <laughs> he, I, it was Alan Arkin, but he signed Alan Alta's name. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And uh, Michael Gambon as well was yeah, there and yeah, he yeah. signed everything. He signed it Gandalf, though. It was weird. But uh, it that was just so cool. And he was very the cool thing about people that small as well, for lack of a better word, is that like he had a discussion with us. Like he asked the audience what do you guys think? I'm hesitant to make Saga into a movie or a TV show. Do you think it should right. be turned into one? And everybody yelled no. And he was like, cool, that's what I thought, too. Like, we, it feels yeah. like we have some intimate. say in yeah. what's happening in the industry that we love. Yeah, well, it felt, it felt like one of us. Like, uh, even, you know, a couple years ago, we were at, at the New York Comic Con and... and uh, we went to, uh, I think you were there with me. We went to like the, the DC panel and yeah. Tom King was there Yeah, and they were talking. It was the main room, you know, it was the big hall and they were, did a whole DC panel and everything. And Tom King was there and they, he was talking and then we got done and I was out on the show floor, like the, the you know, uh, like 20 minutes later and I'm going by a booth and Tom King is like shopping for comics, like right next to me. And I was like, what the fuck? But it's well, not- were you you were there. We dressed as Mr. Miracle and Funky Flash. Yes, man. So I don't want to talk about this. Yes. You son of a <laughs> but bitch. But we met him. But we like, met we, him. And he was very cool. Was, and it didn't cost us a fucking dollar. No, it didn't. And it was very cool. And he was very nice. Yeah. And so I think and I agree with you. I think there's a pairing down that can happen where it's like this can be what comic cons used to be. And it wasn't like an industry thing where you launch everything, where you launch all your big projects. And every once in a while, if somebody wants to come by and do that, that's fine. But don't plan it that way. Don't structure it that you got to go to comic con. This is where you're going to see all the big trailers and everything. Cause first of all, that's bullshit because in 15 minutes afterwards, if that it's going to be on YouTube anyway. Yeah. Well, and when we saw the, um, we went to a super Mario brothers yep. panel where they released the trailer. It was me and Mel. Yeah. And they released the trailer and I was like, Oh man. And then they had a, like an interview with Jack Black and that lasted like, I don't know, 20 or 30 more minutes. And it was right. a lot of fun, but then I got off and I was like, I can't wait to tweet on the media lunch break, uh, Twitter account that we got to see this trailer before anybody else. And I go yeah. on and everybody's already fucking talking about it because they released it at the, at the exact, exact same they had time. a countdown. I think they I released it at the saw same it before time. you did. Cause I was sitting at you home. You probably did. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, what's the point of it? You know? And listen, the, the panel with Jack Black is fun. You know, that's great. And but all, you can but, also find that on fucking YouTube. Right. And that's the thing is that some of this stuff is cool to do. And, uh, and I'm not knocking that. And if, if they were to actually come, that's great. But the, it's not so much that these things aren't coming. It's the fact that they market it as if these things are coming and they they price it that these things are coming and then they don't, you know, and that's fine. But then make it feel more intimate yeah. make it feel but then like it's, it's like you just spent four hundred dollars to walk the show floor and buy stuff right so yeah i spent four hundred dollars to go into a show floor and spend four hundred dollars exactly you know not to mention any hotel or you know all that crap we right. said before also those people who, are, who i just spent four hundred dollars with they paid to be there too they yeah. pay for a spot to be there yep. as well. well and also they probably also have an online store mm -hmm. that you can just go through a directory and just pay them elsewhere they do because the one the one booth that i always go to it at, at New York Comic Con that I bought every year. I've also bought from their eBay store as well. Yeah. So like, I don't need to necessarily go there. Exactly. Like, I think you're right. This is a, this is a fork in the road. Like we all need to wake up and go like these guys are, you know, Disney and, and DC are not coming back. There is no drive for yeah, them whatsoever. They have way more incentive to do their own thing. Yeah. Honestly, like what they should do 
not DC or Warner Brothers. They don't need to do this. But like Paramount doesn't quite have enough to make a full con. Sony probably doesn't quite have enough to make a full con. But they're trying. Talk, they're trying. But we make <laughs> like they have CinemaCon, which is really just for the for the movie distributors. You don't think MorbCon would be a success? Oh my gosh! Are you kidding me? <laughs> Morb Fest is what Craven I would say. Con. Yeah. Morb Fest and Craven Con. And Craven Con. But what they should do is make a cinema con that is just like that. And you could do that for two, three days. And Comic-Con is a separate thing. I mean, thing. this is a discussion that you and I have had where I've been like, yeah. do we want to stop going to Comic-Cons and just start going to CinemaCons? Because we can't, because there's no, there's no point. Well, because Comic-Con is, is trying to be CinemaCon. Right. Because that's what they're aiming for now for right. some reason. It's less about comics, more about movies. But yes. CinemaCon is still doing it way better. Right. Because they can fill their time. It's like two days and right. it's filled with and all the, the studios want to go there. But, you know, Comic-Con, you know, it, some of the stuff can come out and some of it is like whatever. It doesn't, you know, but yeah. it, I, I like to go to the DC. I like to go to the actual comics panel. That's yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah. But like, don't make me pay $400 to do that. Exactly. You know, or make an embargo on, I don't know why they don't make a press embargo. If we launch a trailer at Comic-Con, you have to wait three hours or something. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can't until That's the end idea. of the day. Yeah. So if like the Mario brothers panel is at two o'clock, you cannot release the Mario brothers yeah. trailer until five o'clock. Yeah. I mean, there seems to be an understanding about that with when they show full length films, like they'll release right. it like a month later or whatever, or two yes. months later. Yeah. 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 It's not but like, that, Hey, we released but, this movie last week. Do you guys want to watch it here? Right. But that's <laughs> the only reason they do that is because they won't go to work. Like they did the Ghostbusters thing. But the reason they did that is because it was the first of October mm-hmm. and the, it was coming out at like in the beginning of November, or maybe right. late November or something. So they were like, we got a month where we show it to these people. They're rabid nerds. So they're going to love this fucking yeah. thing. But you could do that with the trailer too. Like yep. you can build up hype for this trailer. I think that's what they did at CinemaCon with Craven. Right. That's true. Chris. James Gunn has been working tirelessly on pre-production for his upcoming film Superman Legacy, and he's finally found his new Superman and Lois Lane. This was my story, too! He offered... The uh, the roles to his ideal first choice, but unfortunately, Sean Gunn was busy. Mm-hmm. So uh, instead, we got David Corin Sweat and Rachel Brosnahan. Yeah, I'm I'm actually very excited about this. I meant to look them up. I looked them up when the news broke, and I went, "Nope, I don't know them." But no, uh, she was wouldn't. in the, the marvelous, marvelous Miss Maisel, Maisel, and she's and on... he was in Pearl. Yes, yeah, uh, but that's. I... Yeah, and that's it. Well, here's the thing. Pearl, I've heard really good things about Pearl. I don't know how much he's in Pearl or not. Pearl is like a horror movie that has kind of like, it's one of those ones that like, they made it for like 24, right? Yeah, yeah. They made it for like a shoestring budget. It's got like, it's got two sequels at this point now and everything, but they made it for like a shoestring budget. But people seem to really, really like this movie. Well, I'm in a few um, like film Facebook groups and I was like, hey, uh, is this good? (laughs) And everyone was like, oh, these two are amazing. So... Great. Yeah, I, I am psyched about Rachel Brosnahan as Lois Lane, though. Yeah. I, I love The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and honestly, if you watch even just a couple of minutes of the Marvel, of her in The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, you'll be like, oh, I can see it. I see is how she she's... Mrs. Like, Maisel? Yeah, she's Mrs. Maisel. She's the lead. But she is... You'll see it. She, I mean, she's strong. She, you know, she's a, 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 like confident. She can hold herself on screen. It's great. I mean, she's a very strong choice. I really like this. It's interesting, too, that it seems like they chose the couples mm-hmm. first because you would think, I don't know. I know this isn't the way it's done, but I feel like I would be like, oh, no, she's a great idea for Lois Lane. Let's figure out who's going to be Superman with her or vice versa. He's our great Superman. Right. Let's see who's good. But it seemed like they paired the, they had three Superman choices and three Lois Lane choices, yes. and they had paired them up with each other, and then they picked the two that they liked together. No, I think they did. They had, yeah, they had three Supermans and three Lois Lanes. Super's man, please. Super's man, thank you. Uh, and Lois's lane. And Lois's lane. <laughs> uh, Lois, I believe Lois I Lane, actually. Lo- Lo- Louis, Louise? Louis and Louise Lane. <laughs> So they they three of each, right? One of yeah. which, by the way, I believe was Nicholas Holt, yes. who is also rumored to be possibly Lex Luthor. Yeah, I think that might be because they uh, just quickly grabbed the name. They're trying to get Nicholas Cage, but they had the short list. They had the cast list and the numbers mm-hmm. from uh, the vampire movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they were like, Nicholas, 
that one. Yeah. Isn't yeah. it weird that both of them are named Nicholas and one yeah, of them did played? Did they Alan Alda it? Is that what happened? They all did this. That's yeah, what happened. They Fiona Appled it. <laughs> yep. Uh, so they. So yeah, they had the three on each side, and over they said like over the course of a weekend, mm-hmm. they kind of just like paired each of them. They, you know, you read with you, you read with you, and now let's switch it around, and they just see which chemistry, like gotcha. it, which two had the best chemistry together, yeah. and that's how you get it. I'm not surprised. And these two just started making out, and they just they had <laughs> so much chemistry. It was crazy. Uh, I'm not surprised at all that Rachel Brosnahan got Lois Lane, not a, a one iota. I from the moment I saw her name, I was like, holy, she was. One of those people that when I saw her name, I was like, how did I not think of that earlier? Like, that was great. He is not as well known, but also that's a good sign for Superman. Also good. That's what they've been doing. That's what they've always done with Superman. And it does work really, really well. Yeah. Uh, You know, that was almost the reason we didn't get um, what's his fuck, Uh, you know, famous Superman. uh, Nicholas Cage. (laughs) What's his dick? Chris, Christopher what's his dick. Christopher Reed. Reeve. Oh yeah. We almost didn't get Christopher Reed because of that. Because uh, what's his dick? The director, Richard Donner. <laughs> Richard Donner, Donner was like, yeah, but I kind of want like somebody who people are going to recognize or yeah. whatever. And he went to see him in a. He was a theater actor, and he went to see him in a product, some like Broadway show. Yeah. And he was like, oh shit, this kid is good. Yeah. And so and then, he cast yeah. him in the thing. And he, uh, he talks about how famously he had Christopher Reeve's headshot. And all he did, he took his, because Christopher Reeve was like a light brown haired guy. And he literally just took a Sharpie and he colored his hair. I'm not kidding. He colored his hair on his headshot and then drew glasses on him. Who gave these people, these old fuckwits, yeah. the keys to Hollywood? And then he looked at me and he went, fuck, that guy looks like Clark Kent. And that was like the final thing to like, I think it was that he did. He might have done that to like get the producers on board, to get That's the so salt on board. It feels very much like the, the Kevin Smith story about, all right, pitch me your thing. Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, if you look at the Christopher, if you hear any like documentaries on the making of Superman, the movie. I mean, the list of guys they went through Clint Eastwood, Dustin Hoffman, Robert Redford, Dustin like they Hoffman. went through, I'm not kidding. Like, and these were guys Robert who Redford were, would have been fine. Yes, but they were huge yeah. at the time. Huge. They went to every big movie. star. I think De Niro might've been approached of at some point, he was. Yeah. but like huge. And all of them either turned it down or they were like, nah, they're not quite right. And nobody wanted to do it. And they found this guy and it's Christopher. And that has been the pattern. This is a great thing. That guy also looks like fucking Superman yeah, right there. He sure you does. Know? And not jacked up, not Henry, not that there's anything wrong with it, but not like jacked up Henry Cavill Superman. Yeah. Like a guy who like, he is super strong because he has superpowers. Yeah. Not because he looks He's like. He's in good he, shape. Yeah. He doesn't look like he could bench press a tree. Well, that's the thing too, right? That was one of the problems with the Henry Cavill Superman. I'll fucking say yeah. it. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Fuck you, Snyder nut fans, whatever. Uh, is that. He does, like he's so conspicuous. He's massive. <laughs> like if you saw him in a room, you'd be like, Jesus Christ! Who the is Man that? of Steel. I was actually with the Man of Steel all the way until the last scene where he walks into the Daily Planet, and I'm like, you are a fucking redwood tree in an office <laughs> of normal people. This is crazy. And honestly, like I'd almost kind of prefer it if it was somebody like. You know, like the guy who plays the mountain, or I think that's his name in uh, um, Game, Game of, of Thrones, Thrones. Yeah, where he's like just a big guy, because like that's something that I think it's All Star Superman. I could be remembering it wrong. Yeah, there's a comic that you assigned to me forever ago where he's it's All Star Superman. It looks like hulking. He's, he's just kind of like a dumpy dude. Yeah. When yeah. he's Clark Kent. Yeah. And then he stands up straight and you're like, oh, fuck. No, yeah. he's a big guy. Yeah, no. It's not that he's fat. Yeah. He's just kind of awkward in his own body because he's big. He has big shoulders, yeah. big arms. Yeah. Because he's a farmer. Right. Exactly. And it makes sense. But like Henry Cavill just looks like a dude who fought bears in the woods for 30 years. Yeah. He yeah. He is cut beyond <laughs> belief. Yeah. And he walks it. I think they had to edit out a button uh, when they were shooting Lawrence Fishburne. A button bounced off his head because it just pinged out of Henry Cavill's shirt. How come they didn't use that great CGI when they were editing out his mustache? Oh, because that mustache is even stronger than Henry Cavill. That mustache, <laughs> you, you think Henry Cavill fought bears in the wood? The mustache killed the bears. <laughs> Henry Cavill was like, I think I got this. And then the mustache leapt off and slit the bears' throats. Hang on, is that the uh, Thunderbolt Ross mustache? No, but they're cousins, I believe. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. That tracks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm stoked about this. I'm really also, excited Also, I like about he's it. young. Yeah. I know that's 
the thing. That's no, the thing that you and I have talked saying. about a lot. Yeah. yeah. I like that we're going to, as long as he's good, I like that we're probably going to have him as Superman for the next 30 years. Yep. I think that would be great. I would love to. I would love to grow old with this man. Yeah, man. That's one of the great things about the MCU is like yeah. we fucking watch Tony Stark evolve over 10 years. Yeah. 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 So it'd be nice to finally do it with, you know, some DC characters as yeah. well. I know. Until they reboot it with Flashpoint again. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then they get Ben Affleck in the Michael Keaton part. Yeah. And they get. Wait. Robert Pattinson in the George Clooney part. Oh yeah, right, right. That would make that would <laughs> be guess. it. Yeah, and then sixty years down the line, old man Grant Gustin comes back as Kingdom Come Flash. Yes, actually, that'd be really cool. <laughs> I know it would be nice. Yeah, um, that's all I got. You want to? Yeah, you got anything? Yeah, let's get the hell out of here. Uh, hey, Andrew. Yeah. Hey, Andrew. Yeah. Hey, Andrew. Yeah. Where can they find us? Well, they can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, SoundCloud.com slash The Media Lunch Break. You can also find us on Amazon Music. Ooh, that's I know. That's we're me. We're fancy uh, now. I know. We've been there for a while. I just never bring it up because I don't feel like lining Jeff Bezos's pockets any more than Optimus Prime already has. You can also oh, find us on Twitter. Where our handle is at Media Lunch Break. Uh, if you want some merch, mm-hmm. we have it. We got it we got you covered we got Wait, it are you talking to me do i want some merch do you want some merch i do want some merch well you know where you can fucking do you can fucking buy it you can pay oh, for what? it oh i know okay i guess yeah it's worth it yeah where can they find it oh i i thought you knew oh, oh god no i expect you to send <laughs> okay, me merch. Great. That's right. okay good you can find it at our twitter which oh. is uh, at media lunch break the top pinned tweet has a link to our merch that's the easiest way to find it. Just go to Twitter. I know it sucks because Elon Musk is a monster of a human, but, uh, you know, just give sure, him a click. Why not? <laughs> and oh, wait, buy our wait, merch. wait, wait. Uh, speaking of Twitter, are we going to start a threads? I don't know what that is. I saw people talking about that's it. That's the new one from, uh, from Zuckerberg. It's the Twitter of Facebook. Jesus Christ. We have so many Plan B Twitters. Plan B Twitters. <laughs> from when from when Elon Musk took over and I was like, this Titan is gonna implode on itself. This apparently is the new it's the new Plan B Twitter. Okay. Uh, maybe. It's either this or Truth Social. So Truth make your choice, dude. Okay? Absolutely. Are you okay, kidding? Fine. Is that even a fucking question? Wait. Do you have any idea how much fun we would have before we got banned? Oh my gosh, and that dumpster <laughs> fire? Let's do it. I know. Jesus, who doesn't love watching a good train wreck? You can also find us on threads, you can find us on Facebook, you can find us on Instagram where our handle is at the Media Lunch Break. You can also find us at youtube.com slash the Media Lunch Break. We're on TikTok the where our handle is at the, at the Media Lunch Break. It kind of does. Uh, what else? You can find us on Patreon. Ah, there you go. Patreon.com slash the Media Lunch Break if you like throwing in a buck or two. We're, uh, we're probably going to be giving out some stuff at Comic-Con. I, uh, I don't want to give away too much, mm-hmm. but at New York Comic-Con in October, we're going to have a few enamel pins <gasps> not our brand but like can I, can I have one yeah I don't give a shit okay cool right, I'll probably cool. give them all to you okay and then you can give them to people at no. the convention no I'm just great. gonna you can them. keep them okay great that's fine you yeah. can do whatever the fuck you want with all right, them great uh, but yeah, if you want to chuck in a couple of dollar Enos, you can. Wait, head over I got to chuck in a couple dollar. Oh, no. They, you don't have to. If have you to. want to, you can. Okay. Anyone can. It's oh, not limited can. to just you. Oh, okay. Anyone. I just want to make sure. The royal you got it. Got can it. head over to patreon.com slash the media lunch break. And um, we have some very cool benefits there, including video, uh, unedited video of every single episode. You can also. <laughs> except, for, except for last night. <laughs> No one will ever see last night's. It's probably for the best. Uh, yeah. Was it funny? That was all right. This is better. Yeah, it was okay. I actually believe this is better. Yeah, I think today's better. Yeah. We're a little more on point. Last night I was very tired and very hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now you're just hot. And now and I'm all, just hot. And also very tired. Smoking. You can also send us an email at themedialunchbreak at gmail.com or you can visit our website, which is www.themedialunchbreak.com. Give us a rating and review on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Threads. Wherever else it's fucking possible. Special thank you to Julie. <laughs> Thanks, Julie. For being super awesome. Yeah. All right. As like Andrew said, you can uh, you can leave a rating and a review and you can leave it right in app. Uh, it really does help. It helps everybody find us. Uh, but here's the thing. If you leave a five star rating, you can leave whatever type of review you want in there. Uh, this week, if you leave a five star rating in that review box, you can just I don't know. Uh, you know what? You tell us. Should we get on threads? Yes or no? All right. 
Just put threads yes or threads no. That's all I need, okay? Um, uh, let's see. This week, this week, oh, baby, it's been the best damn day of the week, the Tuesday news day. Next week... Get your hats and get your fedoras, baby. Wait, no, that doesn't make sense. Get your whips and get your... Nah, fuck it, I'm done with this. We're doing Indiana Jones next week. Yay! Um, and then also, it's called Trinity, it I is. believe it's called? Yeah. Trinity, def- a graphic history of the first, first atomic bomb. bomb or something? Okay. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a good old-fashioned comedy. Yeah, a nice, lighthearted, feel-good, brisk read for myself. Actually, What's up? both of these stories will be taking place around the same time. Same time. Maybe a decade apart. Okay. Right? Um, Because isn't that the Indiana Jones thing? That they're like all a decade apart or something? Oh. They used to be. Maybe not anymore. uh, No, Crystal Skull is a few decades past Raiders and... Oh, really? uh, Yeah. Well, that would make sense if it's a few decades past Raiders. No, no, no. No, you're right. Last Crusade is also is World War Two. Uh, 30s, I guess. Is Last Crusade in the 40s? Yeah, it would have to be, right? Oh, wait, no. Crystal, wait, yeah, because there's yeah, Nazis. Cr- uh, Crystal Skull is in the 50s. Although it could be early. It could, is it pre-World War II, The Last Crusade? I, none of this matters. Yeah, no, 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 no. It doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, the point is we're doing Indiana Jones and then uh, uh, Trinity, the Oppenheimer graphic novel as well. But here's the thing. If you're out there and you're listening to us and you're like, hey, listen, <laughs> fucking Indiana Jones... No, I got something better for you. Send it over to us, all right? If you have an idea for a subject that we should talk about, send it over to us. If you've got a reading assignment, if you're like, I just read a comic, and I think both of you need to be aware of this thing, send it over to us. If you're a creator, you shot... Uh, a short film or, or full-length film, you made a pilot, you uh, wrote a comic, anything like that, and you want to put some eyes on it, you want to put some ears on it, you want us to talk about it on the mic, send it over to us. We'll we'll talk about it, we'll give it some love, we'll point people towards it. That's it. Other than that, there you go. Look at that. There wasn't a thing, and then there was a thing, and then there stopped being a thing, and now there's a new thing! That's <laughs> now there's a, a new that thing. Is, that is how easy it is, alright? Yeah. We even lost a thing and we made a new thing. That's that's how simple this we is. We made one and a half things this that's week. That's true, that's true. Uh, so that, if listen, if we can do that, you can easily go out and make a thing. So just go out there and make something out there. That's it. Alright, that's all, that's all I got. What are you doing? What is what are you doing over there? I'm clipping my toenails. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You would I'm not disturbed by the fact that you're clipping your toenails. I think I'm just more curious. You have a toenail clipper just at the ready, like where you record? Well, for now I do, because it's my office. That still doesn't make sense. You have a toenail clipper in your office. Well, yeah, where do you clip your nails? The bathroom. Why? Fuck, actually, I don't know. You may be a genius. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Why would you do that where you poop? Why would you do that where you type? Why wouldn't you? I'm not doing it over my keyboard. Why wouldn't you do it where you poop? Because you don't want to get any poop in there. (laughs) What? In where? What are you talking about? I'm not doing it while I'm doing it. Why are we talking about this? Why are we talking? This is how low we've gotten. We're literally talking about clipping our toenails on the mic. When do you want to see Indiana Jones? (laughs) I might see it after I get off the mic with you, actually. Really? Right now. Yeah. That's bullshit. Yeah. You don't want to see it with me? I would love to see it with you, but we're apart right now. Just call in sick tomorrow. No. (laughs) What? Which is more important to you? Money or your friendship with me? Oh, it's money. Oh, it's a hundred. Yeah, it's a hundred percent money. Yeah. Yeah. Without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing for Prime Day? Spending all that money that I have to make by not seeing Indiana Jones with you. That's why. Yeah. What are you doing for Prime Day? What is Prime Day? What is Prime Day? What the fuck is it? It's it's like it's a, it's like two days where Amazon Prime just like puts a whole bunch of shit on mega mega sale. I just bought a bunch of stuff on Amazon yesterday. Should I have waited? Yes, you probably should. Cool. Yeah. Just wait till Prime Day. Go back on. See if anything goes on sale over those two days. Oh. And then if they do return it, like buy it and then return yeah. the other stuff. And then, I don't know if I can return. It's it's like. Paper towels and stuff. No, you probably can't do yeah. that. But that's probably not going. Oh, well, I guess they have some Prime Day groceries. But I mean, if it's not open, no, then it's probably fine. Yeah, I've learned from Amazon you can return pretty much anything. Yeah, well, they were a lot better during the pandemic. The other day, I tried to turn something. It was a whole fucking asshole. You tried to return an asshole? <laughs> what? Are you? A fucking asshole? Wow. Oh. Yeah, heavily used. Oi. Yeah, that would that would be a tough one. I mean, you've seen how I eat. <laughs> I I really want to be done with this now. Please, can we get off the mic?
be so excited next week to use the phrase more like Indiana phones it in. Have you seen it already? No, I just oh, okay. assume. Okay. <laughs> Great. I like that you write the review before you see the movie. Well. Hey, that's called a professional right there. 